0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Timothy. Today is episode 686, and we're looking at 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 20 through 21. Let's read the passage. Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you, avoiding irreverent and empty speech and contradictions from what is falsely called knowledge By professing it, some people have departed from the faith. Grace be with you all. This is Paul's letter to Timothy. Paul is in Philippi, and he is sending this letter to Timothy, who he has left in Ephesus. He's left Timothy there with the assignment to deal with false teachers. And he's sending this letter to encourage Timothy to let Timothy know that Paul hopes to come himself to help the problem there and provide Timothy some additional instructions in order to deal with the problem at hand. I think he also knows that this letter is going to be read by others in the church. Timothy's not just going to read it and then fold it up and put it in his pocket. It's going to be shared with the people of the church. So I think Paul intends this to give Timothy some added weight to what he says, this isn't just stuff that Timothy's making up, this is instructions from Paul himself, and Paul intends to come. So those that have a high regard for Paul, and I think most everybody does, they will be looking to help Timothy in carrying out these instructions from Paul. So this is closing up Paul's letter to Timothy. This is the last two verses of the letters. He's given the final instructions. And again, he's telling Timothy, deal with this problem, the problem of the false teachers. We don't know a lot about them, because basically Paul's just saying to deal with it, so he's not laying out what all their problems are. But he's giving us a hint. He said that they want to call themselves teachers of the law, which implies an Old Testament mindset to things, that, that there seems to be some Jewish background to this. He said that they're caught up in myths and endless genealogies, which leads to speculation. As we've said all along, the best guess to this is they're picking names out of some of the genealogies of the Old Testament and making up a story to go along with that. Now, to what end, we don't know, but it's dangerous based on what Paul's saying is leading people away from the faith. And through it all, Paul is returning to what is the standard of truth. It's the gospel. The gospel that Paul preaches, the gospel about Jesus Christ, that is the standard of truth. That is what is regarded as good teaching versus the false teaching. So verse 20, Paul says, Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you. Now, the the literal Greek is guard the deposit. But deposit has a, a nuance of, a deposit that's dearly valued and entrusted to someone. So that's where practically all English translations say guard what has been entrusted to you. So what is it? What is he talking about? What is he to guard that's been entrusted to you? What's the gospel? It's the true teaching, the valid teaching, the trustworthy teaching, the teaching associated with the gospel. And then the question there would be, how? How? How do you guard the gospel? Well, you don't lock it in a safe and throw away the key so that nobody has access to it. No, no. It's the exact opposite of that. You teach it to everybody. You make it known. That's how you guard against falsehood. That's how you guard the truth, by spreading the truth. If you don't want people to be caught up in a lie, you tell them the truth. So guard what's been entrusted to you. And what's been entrusted to him is the gospel. And you guard it by proclaiming it. Then he adds, avoiding irreverent and empty speech and contradictions from what is falsely called knowledge. So he's to guard the truth, but then he's to avoid these things that are not truth. And there's things he's... To avoid our irreverent speech, empty speech, and contradictions from what is falsely called knowledge. Well, irreverent, uh, that's common, the, the opposite of holy. It's speech that is devoid of anything to do with God, ungodly. And empty is that which has no value, no content. And then the contradictions from what's falsely called knowledge. Well, if you look at it, about any place you have false teaching, it's always claimed to be true. This is the truth that I'm teaching. Everybody teaches what they proclaim to be the truth, whether it's true or false. The false teachers are saying what they're teaching is true, and the teachers that are teaching the true gospel are claiming that what they're teaching is true. So, how do you know? Well, if the gospel is the source of truth, that's how you know. So, it's what is Falsely called knowledge, the false teachers are saying, well, this is the body of knowledge that is important and valid and trustworthy and true. But it's false and contradictions. So often within the false teaching, there are contradictions because it is false. So it's hard to have a coherent false teaching that doesn't contradict itself at one point or another. Now, the we'll focus on knowledge here. Some people say this is showing some influence of Gnosticism. And we've talked about that in some of Paul's other letters, that there was some pre-Gnosticism creeping up. And that's probably not the case here. He's just using the word knowledge, so there's not really an indication that there's some kind of Gnostic influence here. If there is, Paul doesn't really give any hint of that through the letter. But the false teachers are saying this is the true body of knowledge. Well, they're not teaching the truth. So it's not the true body of knowledge. It is falsely called knowledge. Now he says avoid all this stuff. here. Avoid the irreverent and empty speech. Avoid the contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. What's he mean by this? Does he mean run and hide from it? Avoid confrontation? Don't get caught up in discussions? We said don't get caught up in their arguments. And that's easy to do to get caught up in what they are trying to argue. It's best to back off and just proclaim the truth, rather than trying to shoot holes in every one of their arguments. Proclaim the truth, and let the truth shoot holes in their arguments. And sometimes we want to get caught up and study. I wish I could know all the false doctrines. There's too many of them. You can't possibly know all the false doctrines. People can dreaming up false doctrines for a couple thousand years. So there's a lot of false doctrines and there's no way we could study all of them. It's best to focus on knowing the truth. And if you know the truth, then you recognize false doctrine. Now you may want to study a particular thing just for your own knowledge and for helping others, something that's Maybe cropping up is a problem for people, or you just see it a lot of and encounter it a lot If a particular group comes to your home every month. You may want to study up on their particular false doctrine that they're pushing to know how best to interact with them. Or one that's very popular today is the word faith theology, uh, the name it and claim it gospel that God wants you to be happy above all things. God wants you to be healthy above all. God wants you to be wealthy. And that's so misrepresenting God, misrepresenting Scripture, and you may want to study up all that to know how best to recognize it and combat it, because it's infiltrating many churches. But you can't know all the false teachings. So you need to know the true teachings. You need to know the gospel. You need to know the Bible. It continues in verse 21, talking about the the irreverent, empty speech, and the contradictions from what is falsely called knowledge. By professing it, some people have departed from the faith. So by professing these false teachings, some people have departed from the faith. So the, the word picture he's painting here is that these people were in the circle of reliable doctrine, reliable teaching based on the gospel. But they've left that circle by accepting the false teachings, and they've actually moved out of that circle of truth into a circle of falsehood and that's the danger so be careful that you're not being influenced by false teaching and leaving that area of of truth the departing the faith and then he ends with a blessing grace be with you all that to me says okay he's writing this more than to just timothy he's addressing it to timothy But he knows others are going to read it. So this is going to be widespread to the church in Ephesus. And so grace with all of you. So questions for us are, one, how do you recognize false teaching? Well, you know the truth. You keep studying the truth. You keep studying the Bible. And if something comes up that seems off, you look into it. Compare it to the Bible, and if you're having trouble finding the straight answers, talk to some people about it. Do some research on it. Now, you've got to be careful what you accept as valid research for on the part of others, and so you verify your sources, talk to people you trust, and understand that even amongst people who love the Lord, love the Word of God, study the Word of God, there's still going to be some differences of opinion. Now... There's big issues and there's little issues. There's debatable issues and, and issues that we we have a lot of slack in. So you know, the, the the big ones are justification by faith. Not everybody is saved. Only those who come to faith in Jesus Christ. Everyone's a sinner, born a sinner, needs to be forgiven of sin and be adopted by God. You know, the, the basics of salvation are non-negotiable. Those are big deals. Anything that deviates from that is false teaching. Now, if you want to get caught up in questions of free will versus predestination, that's the nuances. There's a lot of debate there, a lot of give and take. And just understand we, we may come to some different understandings of the uh, outplay of, of the Scripture, but if we all love the, the Scripture and we'll love the Lord, we'll love one another even through all that. And other things we just don't know, and we have a lot of different theories and ideas about. As we go through the books of the Bible, we're studying, I try to bring it up. but there's, there's a lot of debate on this. Here's where I come down, but there's a lot of debate. When I say there's a lot of debate, generally it's amongst people who love the Lord and love the Bible. But the big question is, what's your standard of truth? Is it based on your own experience? Is it based on traditions? Is it based on what a trusted person told you? It must be the Bible. And that's got to be the basis of truth. Sometimes we need some help understanding some things in the Bible. That's okay. But your tradition, your experience, and what your trusted people have told you cannot trump what the Bible clearly teaches. This closes out Paul's letter to Timothy. And Paul's challenge to Timothy was deal with the false teachers because they're going to lead God's people astray, away from the gospel. And stop the evangelistic outreach from the church because a church that's teaching something that's not the truth is not bringing people to Christ. So, next, we'll take up Paul's letter to Titus. Well, why not 2 Timothy? Because we're doing it in chronological order. And next, comes Paul's letter to Titus. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we start looking at Titus.